You're listening to the Ice Day Elite Podcast, hosted by Paul and Coach West. This show brings you real conversations and interviews from the SoCal semi-pro world. Remember to like, comment, and hit subscribe. Hey, y'all already know what it is, man. You know what you're tuned into. You click the button. You went in the app, like I said, and you click the button right here on Spotify. This is the I Stay Elite Podcast with your host, Coach West. And you know, as always, I got the boy, my main man in the building, Paul Wall. What it do, baby? Hey, hey, t- today is one of them shows, you feel me, where, you know, we, we done said no we, we got the GOATs, we got the legends, but today... We got the guy that called himself, and hell, most other people call him as well, the motherfucking running back killer. The running back killer. Y'all give it up for what Mike Noose, man. What's going on? What's hey, up, what up, brother? What up, brother? How are you? Good, man. Living. Let's go. Ball. But, uh, hell yeah, I'm good. But That's shit, right. we're we, we going to jump off into this thing like we always do, you know, from a coach to player standpoint. I, I got to do it. You was a linebacker. You played in a, a different era than what we got today. So I'm going to take this start bench and cut just a little bit back. Uh, I don't think it's too old. I think it'll fit right in. Uh, it's linebacker edition. Start bench and cut. We got Ray Lewis, Brian Erlacher, or Patrick Willis. Oh, easy. Start Ray, uh, bench Erlacher, and cut Patrick. Oh, we. And, uh, Come on, give me a while on that I, on that I, on that bench and cut. I mean, because we everybody I mean, Ray, would agree Ray, Ray is Ray, but the other two Ray's Ray. I mean, that's that's easy. I mean, the dude he just set the bar as far as linebacker intensity, work work ethic, the whole nine yards. Erlacher's right there with him personally. I mean, the dude was a freak. Uh, Patrick, I mean, he's a great linebacker. Don't get me wrong. His longevity, uh, it's it, to me, he's just the. The, the third on the list out of those three, you know, did the least out of those three. You got two, you got, I mean, he's in the, you grouped up three guys, two of those guys. I want to say, you know, just off the top of my head. I mean, they're, they're in the top five, if not top 10 in tackles all time. So, I mean, it's not even a discussion with that. But just Ray's Ray though. Ray, Ray won. I want to say he won two defensive player of the years and uh, two, two championships. Uh, it's facts, facts. That's kind of where I went with there. You know? I, I'd have been shocked if you put put him on the bench. I mean, I think anybody would have been shocked, but th- them other two, Erlach oh, and Willis, unless I was from Chicago, Erlach and Willis, you know yeah. that that was kind of a toss up for me, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, right. But we, I think the only person that would have started over Ray on that list is if you had put LT. Yeah, but the, the, you, but he's talking about three Mike linebackers. You know, LT, he did everything, but he wasn't a Mike. You know what I mean? He was right. more off the edge or situational. I mean, situational linebacker, man, you're going to eat. That's another reason why I, I love LT. It's hard to put him at the greatest of all time because if you got a Mike linebacker that's sitting in the mic all times, no matter what it is, uh, run formation, pass, that's different. But LT was situational. You're going to put him on the outside during, you know, pass rush. Run, maybe put him on the inside, depending on how the uh, the offense was. You were schemed against him, so he was he was built to make plays. It's like playing running back; he was getting the ball all the time. You know what I mean? That's right. So I, I, I'm gonna jump into it. 
you know, I, I'm going to be that guy. Why do you think former players like yourself, you know, continue to chime in on today's version of semi-pro comparing it to your era to what it is now? I mean, b- before you answer that, I-, I can understand why you do it because people still compare it. We got the Jordan to LeBron's, uh, Kobe to LeBron, different eras of basketball. But I just want right. your take from a mental standpoint or however you feel about it. Why do you guys from your era – you know, try to talk about this era. Man, you're going to make this a three-hour segment. No, uh, hey, we're here to talk about it. Hey, <laughs> so it's it's deep, man. It's deep. So for me, I love what the, what the players are doing now. I don't want to steal their shine for this era. You know, I have been one of those guys who get on here and say, man, this shit to me, like I just talked about earlier it, with, uh, with Paul beforehand, is the fact that, like, Playing, playing the caliber of teams, like to me, when I was playing in the playoffs, I mean, getting out of my league was difficult. National stuff, which I played in multiple national championships, it was super difficult. I just don't see the pedigree as far as teams. Scary offenses, scary defenses. I see teams like the Blackhawks. I see teams like uh, the Giants. And I, used to, I can't get too deep. I don't know enough, but I tell you right now, from what I see – blowouts in, a, in, in kind of a national uh, playoff, that doesn't happen. It didn't happen when I was around. Come on. Um, and then you got to think of the caliber of player that was playing, like Firehawks, uh, Blackhawks, man. Uh, people would say, I'm from San Diego, so they're like my, you know, my arch enemy. So we always geared up for teams like that. But you had to get through a team like that, that every, at every position from guard to wide receiver, no matter where you're at, you had a baller there. Not only baller at this level, but a lot of them, most of us played college ball, played played big-time ball, and had that work ethic. Um, and, like again, I can't speak on what these kids are doing now, but by what I see, like if you look back at pictures of me when I played, yeah, I've swagged too, but I looked like a football player. Come on, like, right. I didn't. I see a lot of guys, bro. I'm like, I can tell. They might be playing good, good football. But I guarantee you, if you played against my 018, 2012 team, even 06, I mean, pick a year. I won nine championships. Jeez. So pick a year. If I get you into the fourth quarter, you're going to get a different dog. And I know a lot of these guys aren't conditioned. I mean, you got guys like me and Robo that were breaking down film five days a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and him had armbands, and we were going through practices and having calling guys. This is before a lot of social media, and like, hey, we got to do this. If you see this guy motion out, this is what they're going to run, and that's why we were so successful. And to be, I just see it watered down. I just don't see people. They're they're here for the gram, as I would always say when that first started getting big. It's like everybody wants to take a picture and be that guy, but are you killing? Come on. Um, Something I just saw today, and I, you know, I'm not that. I'm the kind of guy that just goes out there and shows you, say, "What's up? This is what it is." But I saw Mula, nasty free safety, love him to death. He came on, he came online and talked about a guy. Uh, I don't even know who the guy is. I just I see him bounce around and kind of I think it was a backup for the Inglewood Blackhawks or whatever. But I see him on here a lot, and those are the guys that frustrate me. And and give my era kind of a bad name is like 
I'm not saying him. I'm just saying that kind of culture. It's like posting a bunch of stuff, pictures of yourself. Oh, I play arena, da, da, da. And then Mula finds a fucking video that is like you getting smoked. Like, <laughs> and that's just and that's just and that's just one one play. Don't get me wrong, man. There's been many times I got it. Oh, I mean, I would get it, and people were like, "Oh, RBK, just oh, he's the RBK, he got whatever." You're gonna have those plays, but it's how you bounce back. Oh yeah, it's, or that's what football. You, you can't you can't talk until you made a name. Like I came into this on one of the best teams ever created, the Thunder. And I came onto a team where we were having tryouts, two-week tryouts, and, and, and pushing through all of see who we could get to be the starter. Like NFL, like, okay, you just won a, a, a title, but we need to see if we can find a, another piece to our pie that we can make us way better. Come so on, they bro. put me in the mix and added me, and I had to work my ass off. This wasn't going to a team, oh, I can't start with the Blackhawks, so I'm going to go to whoever, Long Beach Lions, no, I was like, because I was calling around. I was living in L.A. a little bit. I was like, all right, I'm coming home. All right, let me go to the Thunder. And it was hard, bro. Like, I was doing reps, but coach told me a long time ago, said, I don't care if you get five plays. I don't care if you get 50 plays. You better make those five plays count. Right. So that's my, that's my era. Not, not, okay, well, I'm not starting here, so I'm going to move. No, I made it to where I was starting. Because every time I touched the field with a, a, a national-ranked team, I was eating. And and I was in the gym. Man, I didn't even smash after Wednesday, bro, because I was trying to keep myself, <laughs> my mind, so focused on, hey, and that's why I was wrecking house. Paul, tell you, like, hey, I'm, if I'm hitting you, bro, people would think that I was, like, he's a cheap shotter or he's blitzing. No, I'm timing my shit, and I'm knocking your face off. If you got the ball in your hand, homie, I'm hitting you and my teammates. You can yep. call, call all these, all my teammates. Bring them on here. Like, Mike, man, friendly fire all the time. Because you're around the ball, I'm hitting you too. Yep. But that's the mentality of my generation versus versus this new era of football. I think, and I can't, I'm just saying what I see, and it keeps on showing its face every right. time I watch this level. But I, And then I had Devin Jones, my little bro. Um, we actually played, I think, two games together. But most of the time, he was with Coyotes, whatever. And he has a lot of respect for me, vice versa. He came in the latter part of my career. But he hit me up because I had a post. And I was like, yeah, this, to me, looks wild, watered down. And I kind of say those things because in my era, if somebody came to me and said, Mike, this is slack, lacking in your game. Oh, bro, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make my weak point the best in my game. Okay. Got it. Or, or help my team to say, this is my weak point. What, what can I do to get better? So Devin hit me up and said, you know, privately, and was like, Mike, you over here talking about it, and I feel the same way. You're over here talking about it, but what did you do to help this level? And I was like, you're right, nothing. But at my, in, in my defense, I was like, well, in my era, I didn't need no help. None. Like, Come on. Yeah, like – I had got teams before when the Thunder was coming around. You had old school cats that were on the Firehawks and stuff that were previously on the Dragons and national teams, even the Blackhawks. We had to step it up. Like, and it wasn't, and if I lost, bro, I wasn't out here posting, oh, good game. Hell no. I was in the <laughs> workshop, bro. You know what I mean? I was in the workshop and I'm grinding, grinding. So, so let me. We lost to. Yeah, go for it. So let me ask you this. You know, saying all that, 
you know what I'm saying, comparing the errors, we still there. What do you think? You know what I'm saying? Because, you you know, you like Devin Jones asked you, hey, what have you done? And you said nothing, uh-huh. but in your era, y'all didn't have to. But I'm, I'm going to ask you this. What do you think is the solution to not just bring semi-pro back up up the part of where y'all era was? Because it, it seems, I, 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 I'm going to say this. A lot of people say y'all era was the golden age of semi-pro. Right. Yeah. Everybody now right. say, oh, where we at now, it's watered down. Like you say, folks do it for the ground. So my, right, right, my right. I guess my question is, what would bring the golden era of semi-pro back and even better than what it was when it was quote unquote the golden era? It would it would to me, and I like I said, this is gonna be a four-hour segment, bro. There's like <laughs> I, I mean, I I think about this, I think about this all the time, and and minor league football is very dear to my heart because it was it was my my NFL and I played it like that. I wasn't here to play recreational football. That's why I was on the field talking trash to people. I was like, you guys are a beer league team, and you need to go to a beer league team because this is you, – you're going to get mopped, mopped away coming yeah. out here trying to play with these – us goons. We're goons. So what I would tell you what needs to change for this to get better. You got a, a nucleus of guys, and some of them are still around. B-Flow. B-Flow came in the middle, you know what I mean? Um, straight dog. I mean, the dude's a monster. Me and him have had his, our battles, and it's and they're legendary. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Um, guys like that, Gage, I can go on and on, I mean, about – but you get what I'm saying. You guys see who it is. These people for each team need to come together as a, a player's union or whatever you want to say. Like, look, honestly, bring these things – not owners, not owners, players. They have so much social media. They have so many outlets to, to sit down – and not be in the same city. Sit down and be like, look, y'all need to step it up, bro. Like, why? Like, and like, why are we letting this happen? And you need to police yourselves because I guarantee you, man. When for, when social media first started coming around, bro, I was a, like the guy that brought me not brought me in. Coach Green brought me in, but the guy that took me under his wing, and we were uh, uh, best. We're still best friends to this day. Is Mike Farines. Me, the Eminem twins, me and him. And I was watching his swag and how he carried himself. And social media was new. It was like a uh, it was like a uh, a message board, but just mm-hmm. words. Like none of that, none of that crazy. It was like a website. Right. Um, but I watched them talk like him talk, 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 like all the time. And then I started getting on there. I'm like, and I was balling. I mean, I'm a baller, but I'm still not a vet. So he would be like, Mike, keep doing what you're doing. My teammates would police me and be like, hey, but no, are you going to sit down? And they had to sit me down a couple of times. And not only that, but also other other teams, we would all police each other. Like, we all set the bar. The Leon friend, the Roy Otis, me. We set the bar at backer. And before that, when he said you were a backer, I was a safety first. On all those championship teams, I was our safety. Come on. Pick City, yeah. Four picks in the, in the Western Regional. Drop two. But my thing is, is that we need to come together, and I've said this about owners, and this goes to the owners. All that stuff, this is getting better. Step, step in the right direction, even though there's this, these blowouts in the national playoffs, which is crazy to me. But the players need to come together and say, this has to happen for us to be brought, you know, taken seriously. Because I guarantee you, if you came to a Firehawk Blackhawk game, came to a Firehawk Thunder, Fire. Firehawk, Cobra. I'm just giving you a couple matchups. 
It was packed. Uh, the Lego Bowl 2014. San Diego didn't show up for whatever reason. We had a bunch of people come in late, but LA had that mentality. And this was towards the end of my, and I'm like, I was there to win. They're like, what, what happened? I said, you got guys there for the grand. You need to be accountable. Another one of my brothers, I call them best friends, but that, like my brothers, if I see him, I haven't seen him in 20 years, I'm gonna hug him and maybe even cry with him because we went to war together, bro. Is is Bergy. Nathan Bergy set a bar. Your teammates, your veterans have to show you how to be great. There's got to be some guys on each team that, that are ballers. And if you're not um, putting that olive branch out to all those young guys, because I'm not going to play forever, so you need to take it on. Right. Well, you need to be able to bring, and it, you know, we're never, let's just be honest, you're never going to get NFL guy, you know, scouts out here, whatever, but you will get a, a chance to play arena. Um, you will get a chance to extend your football to Europe, whatever. But it starts with guys like Bergie. It starts with guys like Roy, the Mike News, like the guys that took it seriously. I came out there. Dude, I used to get embarrassed. I come to games and I'm like, I'm out here looking the part like a real football player. If there was scouts out there playing the part, policing my guys, no fighting. There was no guns being drawn. None of that, dude. I used to clown guys on the field that would get mad at me. Oh, man. White boy from San Diego crushing shit? Oh, yeah. So you have guys come up to me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to whoop your ass. I was like, why don't you have that energy all game when I was whooping your ass on the field? Right. Oh, no. Why don't you have that same <laughs> energy? Why do you guys pulling guns and acting crazy? That starts like your, your nucleus has to shut that down. And you guys that aren't vocal. Like, you know, I'm going to call him out because he's my brother, but Gage, Gage is not a, he's not a talker. He's going to show you and he's, he's NFL caliber guy, but you need guys like that to step up and say, Hey, you need, you came to practice or you came to the game looking like shit, dude, you, even if he can play, I don't care if he can play. Cause when you, you're going to meet a team in the national playoffs, cause I've, I've done it that are going to kick you in the mouth yep. and you're going to be like, Oh, well I was out of shape. I got a, a buddy of mine. We called him. We called him Nipples. I'm not even going to use his real name. If old school guys know who it is, but he there's a there's a couple games, national games, that some guys went out drinking. Like I told you, I didn't even smash after Wednesday. So I'm like, and I'm the biggest party on the team. I'm going to go out afterwards. I'm going to party with the, the other team the whole nine yards. But I'm like, I meet. I'll go down downstairs to get something, and I see them them out there drinking. And I'm like, man, bro. And I get on it. We almost get into a fight, you know? And I'm like, we need to go. We're talking as a, as a team. Like, you guys are tripping. Da, da, da. We end up losing the national championship on one of the last plays of the game that would have shut the game down. I did a uh, – I, I tried to do a, a stunt with nipples. And he was so gassed and so hungover and so tired, he let that hole open. And the running back, Mo Virgil, didn't need a hole. The guy was – he played for the Chicago Bears – he played running back for them, and he was already doing well. Not great because we was kicking his ass, me and, right. me and Demetrius Edwards. But they let that hole open, and they beat us because of that. And that one guy that was gassed, not only because he was out drinking, but he was out of shape. He was a big dude, but you could tell that he was there for beer league, and he wasn't there for for ball. You know what I mean? Right. It was more the two. Like, we can do that later. Yeah. So I would say to get this, this level of football better – I would say that the players need to step up. And also the players, when we say, oh, this is like watered down, 
They shouldn't say, well, this is Pop Warner, this is this, and all this craziness I hear. I, I would get upset. I'd be like, nah, bro. Like, you're right, and we need to make the changes to be better. Because if I was a Blackhawk, Paul, yeah. if I was a Blackhawk right now, I would be hot. You know why? Because this championship, unless you play a couple more teams that actually challenge you, and I'm not saying you guys don't blow them out. You might blow them out. But we watch and we see that they were a challenging football team, like the, uh, the team that Inglewood lost to last year. From what I saw, they were a challenging football team. They didn't see that all the time. I was on an 08 team, my championship ring. We didn't lose in the national championship, but we had to come. We lost two games in the season. We beat both the teams that, that beat us. Then we played we played uh, Firehawks in a nail-biter, the former champion. We beat the uh, Cobras. They were undefeated. I mean, they hadn't lost at their house in two years. Then we played uh, Inglewood, beat them 34-14. And then that was just to get into the national playoffs. Right. So it was earned. Like, if I'm over here seeing this team, I think, I don't know if it was Paul, somebody, somebody hit me up. Like, man, they hit me private before the game because I was, like, messaging guys. You know, I get, I'm, get i like, shaking right now. I want to play. I want to knock somebody's face off right now. And I was talking to this guy. He was like, man, they got 14 dudes on the sideline. I was like, man, don't even play the game. Like, just tell them to forfeit because it's not even going to be fair. <laughs> All right. Because if you walk into a team like Inglewood, bro, especially this team, this is the, the, the LeBron James era. You know what I'm saying? This is the let's get everybody over here. You, They're loaded. Inglewood is loaded. Right. You don't want to come up against these dudes. But you don't want it to have it like that, and that's why the leagues need to change with the players. Is like if I live in this city – I need to play in my city, and I need to get all the goons. Go to the junior, the local junior college. Say he's gonna go. He, he could go play ball, but he's like, I'm not. I'm just gonna pursue my college stuff. But do you want to play ball? Right. You need to have a great rep- representation of your city, your team, marketing. When you walk in there, college shirts tucked in. Say, hey, we got a we got a developmental football league. You might want to check out. What's the worst thing? Just like a girl, bro. What's the worst thing they could do? Say no. So you, you're gonna you're not gonna shoot your shot at potential players for your team, you're just going to have all those guys from this one city go to the one team in LA. Right. That's crazy to me because yeah. back in the day you had Cobras, us and Stallions and Stallions, bro. 90% of their team won championships with me later and they were a quality team. They just missing a couple pieces, but the city was, you played, if you played for the Stallions, you wasn't coming to the Thunder. And when the Thunder fizzled up, I went to the Cobras. I actually should have been on the national championship team, but I stayed with Derek because I was loyal to him. And they ended up winning 2009. Robo just posted something and said, Mike, if we had you, it wouldn't even have been a question because some of those games were close. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying I'm one, one guy that would change stuff, but that it, my position was something that they were lacking. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But anyways, what I'm saying is, is that you need to come together and have some pride for, for this level. And I would love to be a part of it in San Diego or in general. You know, my family comes first. Yeah. Raising my daughter on my own, all that stuff. So it's hard for me, but I'm also the guy that matches your energy. Right. Yeah. So, you know what I'm so now that, I match your energy. So now that you say that about Diego, San Diego, you know, I, I got to say this. You know, I, 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 like, I like when shit go, you know, to a different yeah. segue where I can get off my paper a little bit. And just yep. fire one off. So I love it. 
And, you know, from what I'm hearing, because, you know, I got out here in 2017 and semi-pro. Uh, I think at that time, yeah. when it came to San Diego, you only had the Rage, uh, San Diego Rage, uh, and the Silverbacks. You didn't have the Thunder. You didn't have the Cobras. They, they was gone by that point when when I got yeah. into it. Or if they was here, hey, I didn't, hey, I didn't miss, play them. Uh, you missed the tree. So, and you would have you lost. <laughs> it, hey, hey, but li- listen, li- I say all that to say this. So as dominant as San Diego, as a history of dominance San Diego has, what in the entire fuck happened to San Diego? And what would it take for San Diego to become back top tier? Because now I did lose to a San Diego team in the 09 championship to Cali Untouchables. They was a one and done. And I think that that was a well put together team. Uh, well, yeah. not 2009. I said 2009, 2018. Nah, nah, nah. I want to say the Cali Untouchables. So, they was only one and done. So you Cali Untouchables was made up of old Cobra players, okay, and some and some new blood. But and I'm talking about old Cobra players, like you know uh, myself. Like if I would, I, I was gonna pay for that the um, the Untouchables, but at that point I had blown up, blown out my knee for the third time. So I'll, that's why I'm done. But if you're going to say why is San Diego the way it is, this here this is this is it on, in a nutshell. You had the perfect storm when I came into San Diego. It was like, man, it was like the Cobras were already established, and they you you remember those teams in every level of football. You watch them, and you're like, oh, they're right there. And then the next year, that's what, see, I'm getting goosebumps, but I'm thinking about, like, how you build teams. Not just, oh, this team's good the next year because we got a bunch of players. No, the the the, the Thunder were 2000 and, shit, 2003, 2004. It was, they were the Raiders. They ended up going undefeated. They ended up, they were, I think they were down by a touchdown or up on, on Inglewood or whatever, but their lights went out. So they had to forfeit that game. Whatever happened, it, it was famous. Ask, ask, ask around. But they, the lights went out, and that season was over. They were like, I want to say they were undefeated. And then they turned into the Thunder. So all those players, all those guys that came from college, and they're all friends. So I started on a team with dudes that were like, we were brothers. We played at, we played at San Diego High, old Balboa Stadium. We had an owner that was no bullshit that got us everything we needed, that old uh, San Diego Charger uniforms, the whole nine yards. Um, the, the reason why it started dying is because the player of the generation before died because you had an owner that was no bullshit, a coaches that were no bullshit. Um, it's like, we don't need you. If you leave, you leave. And that's what needs to change too with the ownership. Like guys are going to bounce. If, you, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. And so with the, with the Thunder, we were so dominant because we were, dude, we were brothers and we were together for so long. And they came in together. I was just a piece they added. And then I became, did my own thing, won it all with them, and then went to, obviously, the Bears, which we, we killed it to. Um, but it was, it was the amount of talent that was going to play developmental football. And the only way that happens is because you had a guy – uh, Coach Carlos, that was going to the local universities and picking guys up and bringing them to his team. I think they were the Dragons. 
But anyways, you had guys. There were Saints, Raiders, Dragons, I think at the time. This was back in the day. But this coach loved, like, you need a player coach that's going to, like, we had, and I'm not going to name players, but they were out, down and out. And Coach Garcia was in the perfect place in his life where he could help out and do what he could for players. He was taking them to practice, picking them up. You need money. You need da, 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 whatever. And the problem is players abused that, right? So yeah. everything has to come in. Everything has to come into play. But we all stay together. Then we went from the uh, Thunder. I ended up going with the Cobras. And, and then a lot of us went to the Cobras. And that's why that – well, they were already good when we, when we got there. Yeah. But that's why that, that started to get better. You got a couple guys from the JUCO because, you know, Oceanside, Northern California, Oceanside, that's very tight-knit community. So you have a lot of, a lot of uh, Navy families, a lot of guys that play at Palomar College. If you ever see online on, um, on our Semi-Pro Talk, you'll see guys like, say, Palomar College. And that's what we used to scream for our break because a lot of those guys for, for the Cobras came from Palomar, which was, was a, a nationally ranked JUCO. Yeah. Um, and, and went on to play uh, D1 ball and also, you know, guys played in big time NFL arena, whatever. Um, but that was a nucleus in, in Orange, I mean, Orange County, in North County, San Diego. And then you had the Thunder, was built by Derek, but it started with Coach Garcia. Coach Garcia was the one funneling all of us together. And then we came together, we weren't leaving. We were brothers. We drank together, we worked out together, we partied together, we did everything together. Club Wet Wet, shout out, back in the day. I don't know what you guys <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But um, it's because of the fact that the way to turn it around is to start recruiting guys and players to, to think this is serious. Because when I went towards the tail end of my career, I made sure that I could get every single player I possibly could to go to the, the, the Nighthawks. And I did. Our last season, our offense couldn't get it together, but our defense wasn't giving up more than 17 points a game, maybe. Right. And we had a stack. If you looked at us on paper, our offense was the number one, period, point blank. We ended up beating the Blackhawks during that season. And we couldn't get it. We couldn't. They Too many Chiefs, not enough Indians. But you don't got guys like me that want to recruit and get guys like, man, if I was young and I, if this was my NFL – I'd be down at those those JUCO games. Hey, coach, or I maybe know, know some of the players and the coaches. Hey, give me a list of guys that, that aren't going aren't going anywhere. Cool. And then just give them my card and say, if you guys want to extend your football, come holler at me. I'll help you out. You know, I'll do what I can in your personal life. But that's what it takes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, people are going to sit here and say, yeah. I mean, I'm t- I'm giving you the the, the best uh, scenario. But see, I'm all football. I'm not, I'm not thinking, and I'm not saying anybody's doing this, but I'm not saying owning a team, they just want it for their ego and they want, maybe they're making money. I don't know. I have no idea. I just know for me, I'm in love with football. That's why yeah. I was good at it because I'm in love with it. I wasn't the biggest, strongest, fastest, but I guarantee you, if you watch me play for over a decade, I was in the top three of my position. I was always winning championships, defensive player of the years. Because I love the shit. Yeah. I, I gave my whole shit to it. And now I feel like a 60-year-old man when I wake up. <laughs> you know now, I mean? but, now, being that type of player, yeah. seeing it now, like, 
your guys' core nucleus, like you got you named you you named Farinas. We had Milo. Oh, yeah. You had Robo. Duh. You had Sean Duh. Scales. The Nighthawks. Good play. This, this is kind of a, 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 a segue question. So the Nighthawks were the last flashes of what San Diego really stood for. Like where what ball was. Now and, and I told you I was gonna fire this off to you. Now mm. you have you have teams like the Silverbacks that and they could take it however they want. It's no slight, no nothing. It's just facts. They have ballers, mm-hmm. but they're not putting out for San Diego like you guys did. Why is that? That's interesting. Man, so again, I'm a, like I'm always going to keep it real, keep it 100 with what I can tell you. I know. And give go back before I get into that question. I got to give you beforehand. So Elliot Limbrick is my brother. Won championships with, with him as a player. He coached us, you know, um, during the OA season when we played for the Natty. Um, and I'll tell you this, and he, he'll he see it. I don't know if he'll see it or not. And, I, you know, I go, go to his house. He's my brother. Like, we talk, whatever. We don't have the best relationship. Even when, when I played, he's a Bill Parcells type coach. Okay. Shut the fuck up. You're going to run my defense or you're going to do what I say. If I call this, this is how you're going to do it. You know, speak when spoken to type coach, which that's old school. To me, that doesn't work nowadays. And it doesn't work towards veteran players or your if you even if he's not a veteran, if he's your guy, if that guy's the the one, if you get a guy from college, and I know I, I've seen it. There's a couple guys right now, and I wish I could see more of them. Um, but I know there's a couple guys out here that are like, man, that could have really done well in my era. Um, but I see the the silverbacks. I don't I just don't like how I don't see I don't I don't see players putting down for Elliot like Elliot's putting down for them, if that makes right. sense. No, because Elliot is gonna come off wrong. Don't get me wrong. Because me and Elliot have fought. Like he's come after me, tried to fight me in practice, like for real. But we're also <laughs> brothers. We've also we've also cried together. We've also right. been there when we need each other. To this day, like if he called me right now, he'd probably call me after this talk. We'd probably go get a beer to talk about this shit. Right. Um, and we don't see eye to eye. That's probably why I would never personally, like, I don't have much in the tread. But I guarantee you, in this era, oh yeah, I'm I'm still dogging motherfuckers. But I'm just saying, like. I couldn't – I play for, like, a player's coach that gets on your ass but respects your ability. Okay. Like, and, and like I said, there's nothing wrong with what Elliot's doing. He's putting out the product. The dude has multiple uniforms. They look fly. I mean, he's got a, a great facility. I mean, he has banquets. He has all the intangibles. But people don't like about Elliot's program is the fact that he is a no-bullshit motherfucker, and he's not going to play games with you. Like, no matter how good you are, if you're late, you're not playing the first quarter. I was late to an All-Star game, 2011, because of a ride situation. The guy picked me up, whatever. I wasn't even going to play in the game. He's like, you better go, let's go. I get there late, he's like, you're not playing. I'm like, all right. So I sat on the bench eating sunflower seeds, ended up coming in the second half, got a sack, picked up the ball, running back for a touchdown, we ended up winning. 2011 against... I was uh, East West back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember that shit. Okay. Um, 
uh, play before that, Roy Otis did something. He he did the whole run to the star, you know? So when I did that shit and scored, I ran to the star. But we had fun. Pico was still playing, all types of crazy. But that is why I would say, like, Ellie didn't let me play in that all-star game until the second half. I was the best, maybe the best player on defense. But he don't play that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then everybody's like, damn, he just showed you. No, he knew because he was he was feeding the beast in me. He's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to play me? Okay. Well, when I get on the field, first play, I'm taking somebody's life. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, and that's what Elliot is. Elliot is a no-bullshit guy. He's not going to come up to you and sell you a drink because a lot of those owners and stuff were selling drinks. Derek Johnson, I love Derek. He's going to sell you a drink. He was talking about making a Thunder complex, and we were like, oh, my God, we're going to get our own shit. Like, the underground, we're going to have facility. No, none of that ever Talking about the Chargers in there to, to look at you, all that. But he's a great man, and he's in. The, he's he was inducted to the Hall of, Fame, Hall of Fame same year I was, and he's a great dude too. But Elliot is a no bullshit motherfucker. But guess what he will do? If you're going through something, he's the first one there. Yeah, you can come over to his house and eat. If you need a place to come, you know, to celebrate something, Thanksgiving, whatever. Hey, my door's open. But That's he's right. a no bullshit guy. Do me and him see eye to eye as far as football? No. But is he a smart dude on the defense side of football? Hell yeah. Hell okay. yeah. And he was a hell of a he was a hell of a free safety, better special teams player. Dude was blocking kicks like I mean, one game he broke his finger. I just snapped it back into place. He was back on fucking defense. Like dude's a dude was, dude was a dog. And he has that mentality mentality I have. If I had to see all the shit that goes on with his 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 um, his program, I'd be dogging. No, nobody wants me as a coach because I'd be dogging you out, bro. If I'm not seeing <laughs> the best, if you ain't getting me defensive player, if you ain't getting me multiple rings, don't talk about how good you are, bro. Right. Don't even talk about it. Their 2015 team, all the players from the Nighthawks went to that team. I think it was a 15. Was that 15? They won it, and then they lost. I think they lost. They won it in their league. But they lost to Inglewood like fifty something to zero or some shit. Yeah. So anytime I'd be out and I would see somebody with that stupid ass ring on, I'd be like, I'm like, bro, did you guys put the fifty zero to fifty score on the side of your ring? Because I know that you guys <laughs> lost to Inglewood like a couple weeks prior, bro. Come on. Like, how are you gonna have a championship ring when you 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 won it in a bullshit league and get, I mean, destroyed in another league? You yeah. Know what I mean, so. It's all it's all relative. I'll just tell you this. Yeah, him, Elliot will probably want to fight me. We'll fight, kiss, and make up, cry a little bit, whatever. But I'll tell you this. I think that the fact is players are too soft. Elliot's too tough. Um, I don't know how much Elliot's doing as far as recruiting. It might be word of mouth. I know that he's doing the best with what he has, and I guarantee you he is no stun, stones unturned as far as getting the right, right guy in the right position. I guarantee you his defensive game plan's right, but you can't always be good on defense if you don't got the guys to match up. Like, if I played Inglewood right now with a fucking trash-ass team, you're going to lose, bro. Yeah. Just keep it real. I'm not, I don't give you, I'm not giving you a pep top, none of that shit. If we win, it's a miracle, bro. Right? Real shit. So, yeah. that's reality. That's the reality. Dude, everybody paints Elliot in a bad light because of the fact that he's San Diego. Also, because it was the same about me, bro. I was, oh man, I'm dagoed out, bro. Like it is what it is. But, Everything against LA. 
okay, so that leads me to this. Diego, you guys had perennial teams, man. And then it all died down after the Nighthawks, and you guys started coming up to L.A. So that leads me to this. I was the first. I was the first. Right? Yeah, you were. Yeah. So now, now that that's, that's happened, you going to Vegas, you come in, say, to a Blackhawks team, but you not playing in San Diego, hell, you got a baller right now and juice. That is San Diego. Right. My, my little bro. Yes, yes. Oh. Is coming to Inglewood. Do you ever see San Diego being able to put a team together to retain the homegrown talent and not have them travel up to, say, a Vegas team or to an Inglewood Blackhawks? It's got to be a rebuild. It has to – Elliot needs to put a guy in place as their their um, their GM. I mean, I know this is getting outlandish, but I'm just telling you, this is how we won games, bro. You need to get a guy that is going to be all player. All player. Like, if something happens on the sideline, Coach Elliot's going to fucking lose his shit and talk shit to you. You're a worthless piece of shit. Right. Call you the worst names in the world. <laughs> but that guy needs to come – but that guy needs to come to you and say, hey, hey, Mike, it's okay, bro. Come here, man. Everything all right? Yeah, you're, yeah you're, you're, you're spat swagged out right now. Hey, we'll, we'll fix it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. To calm you down and also recruit. You need to send that guy to the colleges with a championship ring on, even that one with a 50 to fucking nothing score or whatever. <laughs> this is great. This is fucking but great. If you, have a champ, if you have a championship ring on, bro, they're going to be like, oh, shit, what is that? They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're the, and tell me, I'm telling you right now. I told you everything. There's two sides to everything. I know for a fact that Elliot's doing everything in his power. Does he have enough around him? Elliot's only one person, and he has a family, and he has a fucking job. He has all this stuff. You need somebody that uh, – find somebody that's close to Grossmont College, Southwestern, Palomar, whatever, and start sending that guy, hey, hey, what's going on, Coach? Getting good with him, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll help you out. We'll fundraise for you or something. Do something to get access to that player list. Dude, you know how many people that I've played with that came from like a JUCO or came back from college and were game changers, bro. There's not many, there's not many guys I can tell you that like, it was all word of mouth. Like it was all like, oh yeah, I saw this guy. Oh yeah, I'm going to go get him. And one of the best recruiters I learned from was Mike Farinas and then myself and Robo. Like we're bringing the dogs out. Yeah, Josh Salas, bro. He was a wide receiver, big old white boy for the Thunder. Dude, he's a. I don't. I, I want to put put a cap on it, but I mean, he was a he was a low four five, maybe a four four receiver, six four, two fifteen, beast, bro. Right, beast. You got Dre Alexander. Dre Alexander is one of the greatest receivers to ever come through Southern California. Yeah, you know, it, it just it it keeps going. You know what I mean? I don't see it getting better until you. You formulate a plan to weed out these trash-ass fucking beer league players and get you some real football players. Because I'm talking about guys that that take it serious, right? You know what I mean? Where's the next? Where's the next Mike News? Where's the next Robo? Where's the next? You know, where are the next Mike Farinas? Where are they? Because they're there. I'm not saying that, that, that it's not that you can't. You can't tell me you can't find a dog, nasty white boy that's going to give you 110. percent and and he's he's gonna you know by the time he's done playing I I guarantee you in over a decade bro I had man I had a shit ton of tackles bro yeah. shit ton dog like where where you can find that that's not that's not hard to find it's just finding the guy that's gonna buy in for over a decade right that's what it is 
you know, you flash in the pan guys come all the time, play two years or whatever. This is just stupid. And then when they when they hit forty five, they're like, damn, I should have played as long as I could have, bro. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Right. You have to have that guy in your organization. Coca. Man, my dog. Love Coca. Man, we need a man. Hey, me and me and, he, and this motherfucker be he hit me up, bro. Like, come on, we're going to Eagle Will. I'm like, yeah, maybe in the back of my mind, like, man, I ain't going to fucking Eagle Will, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's not because I don't like Eagle T me and T Reed, first time I ever fucking met him was in the two uh, two thousand six uh it was uh two leagues. It was LCSL versus the league I was in, and we ended up tying that game. In the mud at Gardena High School, dogfight. I was at safety. We was laying hat, bro. People didn't make it off the field, homie. Like, this is real dogfight. And then afterwards, he was like, oh, yeah, did you like that, you know, th- that loss? And they were standing by one of Tony, Tony's nice-ass whips. I'm like, man, we're going to get you. Don't worry about it, bro. You know, that type of uh, relationship. Yeah. But that's what you need. You know what I'm saying? At this level. Man, I uh, – I would tell you that they need a GM type guy like Coca to fucking yep. be in people's ear, in people's inbox, and not because Elliot's not going to do it. Right. He's not going to do it. He's he hey he's from my era, bro. He's like nah, man. Show me because Elliot don't talk about his play day. He was a dog, bro. Right. He was a dog. Now, do some of you guys like some of you vets from the Dago area? Do you guys still communicate and talk about how how you got and like I said, it's not a slight, but it is what it is. How the competition in your area is falling off? Have you guys thought about coming together and maybe helping Lim, or if not helping Lim, starting your guys' own team? Um, like I don't know what happened between the Untouchables and him and the name and all that weird shit. I don't know. That was I came to him about it, and I also I I went to him about it because I wasn't even involved. But you know, my name in this shit, I'm like, hey, I'm Dago, so I need to figure out what the fuck is going on. Because at the end of the day, regardless of what's going on, the the Untouchables have something special. So don't mess that up. I don't give a fuck if they're beating you or you're beating them, whatever. Beat them on the field. Don't do it with this weirdo. Uh, lost. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but I hit up Elliot and said, "Hey, well, if this is what it is, you need to calm that shit." I went to JG, like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, "Hey, we need to fix it." You know, whatever. I don't know what came came between all that stuff. You know, I I really don't. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. So, in the future, do you see any of you guys like you, a Farinas? I know scales. Is oh yeah. Sorry. Right? Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, you talking about so where I was going with that's that CTE creeping in, bro. My bad. Hey, and I'm I'm just pumped up about talking about it. But so with what you were saying is about making getting the team together. I mean, obviously Sean Scales would be the perfect, but he got kids, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, you also need a, a guy, and Elliot does it with the fundraising, and he's with the, with the radio station, all that stuff, and the TV stations and all that. But you need a guy that gets another team going, that's all in and that has money. And you don't even have to have your own money, but because any business, if, if you guys are into business and all that stuff, I'll tell you, you don't ever start it with your own fucking money. No, nah. <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna be using somebody else's money that believes in in your cause. And there's somebody out there, and I think about it all the time. I'm like, there's got to be somebody, but you have to start from the beginning. And I can give you guys a game plan. I'm, in my mind, I've been doing this for since I came into this. What would it take to make a team, sustain a team, have everything you need? Like the Blackhawks. That's what you would want. 
and the reason why I say the Blackhawks and not the Thunder and not the Cobras and all this stuff is because of the fact that you want a team that's longevity. Tully's been doing this forever, bro. Before I was even around. Facts. So do I say that we've talked about it? I might have brought it up a couple times, you know, in a in a, in a drunken moment. <laughs> uh, San, like San Diego Six, San Diego Six One Niners, Forty Nine Colors, something like that. Um, but I mean, will it ever happen? I would need some dogs, bro. And I don't have I personally. I don't have the time to do it. And I also, I applaud them, like because I don't have time for no fucking losing bullshit. And if, I, if we're losing because I know you guys are just not putting the work in. Then I'm good, right? Just like Derek Johnson said, like I'm not gonna put my money out here and my time and my effort for my family when I could be doing other shit. Why do you think teams are gone so quick? Because you got players that abuse it. You got players that are doing weird shit with the money or doing weird shit with the training. You know, the girl trainers and all this weird. It's just life, you know. Yeah. Adults, adults do weird shit. So. When it comes to football, just be football. If you can get some dogs, a nucleus, and you're like, if you, well, first of all, you get an offensive line, defensive line, you get a quarterback, and then you get a couple defensive stars, and your team is set. Period. Like, if you can get a quarterback and an offensive line, and a couple receivers to slay it to them, oh, bro, even if you're, even if you're winning games by a touchdown, and the game's sick, you know, arena numbers, dude, a quarterback is, is big in this league. Think about all the championships over the last 20 years. All of them are, are quality quarterbacks, and there's only a few of them. Right. So with that being said, probably not. Like, not for me. It comes back to Coach Garcia. You got to have a, have a guy like that that loves young men and wants to, to change their life. And that's what he did, and that's what that generation is gone. But he built all that. Coach Garcia is the one that found all these – you know, and people may say I'm wrong, but from what I see, all these guys came from this one guy recruiting. You know what I mean? So do I see somebody else coming together or my ex-teammates? All my ex-teammates are done with this shit. They lost they lost weight. They don't even look like football players anymore or they're too old. Um, and they just don't want to deal with it. They got families. They got grandkids now. All types of stuff, you know? Yeah. So I would say, I would say no. And you don't want to go up against an established L.A. Because you had you had guys that me and Robo and Mike Farinas, oh yeah. You you say you got a juggernaut up north, well we got a juggernaut down south. And we were down for that. These kids get beat by Inglewood one time, I guarantee you they're putting their shit on offer up, bro. They're like, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I, I, would, I would go out on a limb. You know, I, I'm gonna be that guy. I would go out on a limb and say if somebody else Outside of the the, the Elliots, uh, my guy Peanut down there that has the uh, had the Megatown Bulldogs. If somebody else like a JG right now came and said, "Hey, I'm not plug, I'm not gonna play. That that that's beyond my time." But yeah. let, let's bring some solid to the area. I guarantee you, the Inglewood Blackhawks that got these in in the Beach City Giants and all these other teams that got San Diego guys. They will be back in San Diego right then, but but well, it would it would, it, would, it, would, it would take a guy like a JG or you know somebody with your type of you know what I'm saying your type of name or something like that to do it though. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. If I honestly, I would tell you this: if I decided to say crazy, decided to get a team because that's just not because it's 
our level, and it's not because of of the craziness that's been going on. It's the fact that I just don't have the time, and it's a lot on my plate, you know. But if I were to do it, oh yeah, I would get those guys back. Trey, Trey would be my first guy. It'd be yeah. like it'd be like um, it'd be like any given Sunday. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing my uh, my Willie Beeman with me, bro. That's like, right. That's, that's the type of shit. And the, but listen, I've known Trey since he was a knucklehead. Like, I, dude, I used to pull him off the field. Like, bro, 15 yard penalty after he just had a 37 yard killer run or or a nice hit. Like, he was a crazy Trey. Now he's controlled crazy. He's me. Like, I used to be out of crazy too. But you would need to get guys like that. And now he's at that stage. I hit him up all the time. I'm like, I love you. I'm glad. Keep your mind straight. Because Trey is very easy to go off onto something, some other shit, and he's killing it now. And you would need guys like that. But who do you recruit now? Like I don't really know. I would ha- the first thing I would do is send somebody. Hey, you're going to go to Grossmont College. You're going to go to Palomar. You're going to go. These are the days they're doing their their um, their sophomore, you know, their senior game, you know, but their sophomore yeah. game. And and just check out some guys, you know, some guys that maybe aren't, aren't even playing or are going to do some other shit. Give them, give them our number, give them our card, and let's just see what happens. That's the way I think it should be done. I think it's always should, should have been done like that, you know. And you got to look at guys that that played four years at like San Diego State. Hey, what do you want to do? If you ain't got nothing else going on, you're staying in San Diego. You got a, a job lined up, and you're ready to do your career here in San Diego. And you ain't got no kids, and you're ready to rock and roll. Come play. And the other thing I'm going to tell you, you ain't having to pay fees because my ballers, I'm just where I came from, the teams I played on, the goons don't for they they don't pay. And if you're over here stressing about them and all of this craziness, and then something happens, the jerseys aren't right or whatever, it's like, dude, I'm paying fees and I'm a baller. I can go somewhere else and I do this shit and get paid. Like I'm going to maybe help you out or whatever. You need to have an investor to pay some of these guys or not have them pay. You know what I'm saying? Right. And have top-notch trainers. That was big for me. Top-notch trainers. Um, I think, who was it? Callie hit me up. was like, Mike, uh, we want to do a, uh, maybe I shouldn't be even saying this, but he's like, we want to do a versus between the best linebacker, top 10 linebackers and, you know, who will win, just like Allen Iverson and Tracy McGrady did. Send me some film. I'm like, first of all, I have to dig it up. It's like VHS. Second of all, that's not much of it because my teams really didn't do it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have some, like T. Reed got, dude, he's making highlight tapes and all crazy. We didn't have that. You know? So, I know I'm going off of tangents, but I'm, I'm passionate about all this, 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 uh, this level of football, man. And uh, I think you can get back to where it needs to be, but you need to have a nucleus of players get, get on it and, and come together and have their own little ring. The, the top players of this era and make sure that they're policing themselves. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think with that, because of social media and today's time where you know, I, I, I'm a grown-ass man. You you can't tell me what to do. Whoop, 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 whoop. I, I think that's the type of player we got now. You know, me, me playing ball and coming yeah. from an era from where I came from, I'm used to Shit, if I miss the play, I know when I get to the sideline, if I don't get an earful, I know I'm going to get grabbed by my goddamn face masses. Go set your ass down. Yep. You do that now, you're yeah. probably going to have to pull a pistol for real, for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. For 
to bring that up, I mean, you had a lot of unselfish. We had that. Don't get me wrong. You had some shit. Sometimes Derek would say something crazy on the sideline as an owner or say something like, man, get the fuck off my field or whatever. Just say something crazy. We would have, you know, we would have team fights sometimes, very rare, but sometimes. But then we were like, hey, bro, I need you. I need you right now. We'll handle this tomorrow or whatever. These guys nowadays, you say anything like, oh, well, look, bro, like you're trash in cover three. Or you need to work on that. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm the – bro, I just watched you get beat three times, bro. Like, you can't tell me that you're – like, if somebody comes to me and says that I'm trash at something, like I told you guys earlier, I'm going to work on it. I might be offended at first or if I miss a play, but I'm the type of dude It's my IQ is crazy, and I never come unprepared. So if I made a mistake, I'm the first one to tell you. My coaches right. are going to have to. And so if you got a coach – and at this level, we coach ourselves for the most part. I'm going to be honest with all of the teams I played with. Coach Winston was one of the only guys that was, like, always coaching us and always helping with the game plan as far as what we were doing. But, um, yeah, like, I think this player nowadays, super sensitive. Oh, man, I, if, if I was playing against guys right now, you would have a fight in every game because I'm in your head, first quarter, in your head. And I'm hitting you because they'd be – Towards the end of my career, people were calling coaches, players, all this craziness. Targeting, bro. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes. It, it was, bro. It was yes. targeting because you had the ball in your in your hands, bro. You were the target. Oh, man. You know, Paul, let them know, bro. Like, hey, I'm 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 putting people to sleep, dog. I'm, hey. I'm singing nighttime stories, bro. Hey, For real. So, so putting people to sleep. Let me tell you this story about Mike, man. So I was playing for the Warriors, we we uh, Anthony Atkins was our head coach. Ah. We drive down to San Diego and we're playing the Bears, man. They got they got they got Freeness, they got Scales, and they got they got Noose, man. And, and they had some other ballers too, but these three, the Scales really didn't talk shit. So if Scales was talking shit, you know, you said something to get under his skin. I had never heard. Noose be quiet before a game ever, 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 ever. I played him like seven times prior to that, and he was always chirping. This game, he was quiet. The first quarter, I'm talking, all you heard was plastic, plastic, plastic. Second quarter comes and he said, That's my shit talking. I don't gotta talk shit to you bums. Either you play football or get the (laughs) fuck out of here. I swear to God, my whole team was quiet as shit. I have never seen Wait, anybody that, set the tone like that. Who was uh, it? Was that a night game? It, we, we started was at four. O'clock. It was four o'clock. That turned into the sunset when you just started. It was like a funeral, dog. It was. It was I think you guys. I think you guys were actually up in that game, seventeen. To, the offense threw a two pick sixes, a fumble recovery, something crazy. And then I went, yeah, I went bananas. I think I had two picks in that yeah, game. Mike just know, turned it on. The, Oh, it's because your running back was on social media talking like he was the world's greatest thing since Jesus Christ, and I was like, "Oh yeah, all right, let's 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 handle that." Oh man, but I gotta say, Mike, um, you definitely talked the talk and you walked the walk, man, and you paved the way for for people like the Devin Joneses um, to to come out yeah. here and, and really ball, man, and and not have to overdo it. Stick to the basics. Yeah. Because the right. one thing I can say about you, Noose, was is you your football IQ is off the charts, but you stuck to the basics and you were yeah. fucking great at it. 
I appreciate that. Yeah, man, I just gave it, I gave it everything that I had, man. And not just for myself and San Diego, but for LA. Like I still talk to all my Inglewood, Inglewood Blackhawk homies, all my, like, uh, even, even non Inglewood Black. I think he played for him was, uh, RJ, RJ white was one of my favorite, favorite players, offense and defense. And we would party in LA and do all that stuff. And they knew on the field, it was one way. But they knew when you got that pads off, man, we were, man, partying, fading, whatever. And they knew that I would have their back no matter what. Like, those were my brothers. And we would party. Like, it was the fact nowadays people are shooting. I I hear about this shit all the time. I'm like, this shit's crazy. These people are like, do you really mad at each other? And, dude, games that I lost. I was like, hey, we going down downtown? Yeah. We in Dago, so I need to take you guys out. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But you need to like you need to have that man, and I miss that for this level because I miss that you don't have Roy anymore. I miss that you don't have um, a, a lot of these guys, man. I, I I played in an era with some straight killers, bro, and I'm not saying that they're not here, not the same here now, but I I guarantee we have a lot more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I love it. Well, Noose, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you for blessing us with your time, Wes. Yeah, take man, us anytime. out, bro. Hey, I, I, I'm gonna say this before I take us out. I now have a better understanding of the golden age era because of the way you articulated your thoughts or Facts. your your view of your era versus now. So I'm gonna commend you on that and tell you I appreciate you and now hold you up there in high regard and not just another guy. From the old time, getting on here talking shit. So for me to you, oh yeah, I, my, yeah, you know, to get my respect, a lot of people tell you for for Coach West to take his hats off or give you your respect, that's a lot because I, I don't sure. give it to a yeah. lot of people. So with that being said, I'm gonna go and take us out of here. This is the I Still Elite Podcast. Y'all know who we had in the building, the running back killer, Mike News. Hey, and y'all know what I'm gonna do to the next time. Peace. Peace. Peace, fellas. Thank you. You're listening to the Ice Day Elite Podcast, hosted by Paul and Coach West. This show brings you real conversations and interviews from the SoCal semi-pro world. Remember to like, comment, and hit subscribe.